This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Cowboys Podcast. Dallas Cowboys trying to rally from behind. It's Hill. Touchdown. Big opening for Tony Dorsett. Look out. He's got great speed. Dorsett down the sideline. Stays inbound. Can you believe that? That was a heck of a throw by Troy Aikman. Everyone had to do it. Someone had to call it. But the other guys had to make it go. It's Elliott. Elliott for the touchdown. No flags. Cowboys lead. Des Bryant out of the witness protection program and trying for the end zone. How about them Cowboys? Touchdown, Dallas. Now your host, Jono, Steve-O, and Rodney. What the Cowboys! Cowboy Nation, what is up with another W this week against those Lions? Hosting today, it's going to be Steve-O. Jono's in the other studio. We got him double booked doing something. I don't know what they're – you know, lineup media's got so many different podcasts going on. I mean, the studios, they just revamped them. As a matter of fact, got new ones. Um, It's quite amazing here. I'm joined by Ryan Sautman today. He's been on the show with us before. Big Cowboy fan. Ryan, what's up, buddy? Hello, hello. Feeling good. Feeling good? Yes, sir. Well, it's a good – it's a a damn good Sunday. Um, Turn off that computer. Wow. Look at that thing going. I don't know what's going on here. Playing something. But anyway, we're here. uh, Let's do a little game rewind a little bit, talk about uh, the Lions game and and, and what you saw. Jono, like I said, he's probably going to join us here in a couple minutes. And then we'll get on to talking about a little bit of what's going to happen with the Patriots. We won't spend too much time. I think we'll do another show this week uh, when we get a full staff. But I guess the big question that's on everybody's mind is you just paid Zeke a bunch of money. I mean, you paid him a ton of money, right? Yep. And now all of a sudden you got Dak that's still out there. I think he's unrestricted at the end of the year. You might have to franchise him if you can't get something done. But what's the identity of the Dallas Cowboys? Are we a passing team or are we a running team? I think passing. I mean, (laughs) look how good that offense looks when we're passing. Okay, I can. I mean, I can buy that, you know. Or does the offense look good because we're passing because they are loading up the box and stopping the run? I mean, that's what you got to ask yourself. And we've always talked about the, you know, the formula that that the Dallas Cowboys, from what we assume they want to be, is they want to be a run first team and allow that to open up all of a sudden into the passing game. And if you got a quarterback that is able, that's that step outside the pocket, run a little bit, throw the ball, have a good arm, good accuracy, which we've seen that improvement over Dak Prescott. Uh, you know, he can he didn't come in as a slouch, but he's continued to improve that all of a sudden the running game being what it's supposed to be has opened up those opportunities. Now all of a sudden you give him an Amari Cooper, you bring in a Randall Cobb, you bring back a Jason Witten, you add this Michael Gallup in there that's that's awesome. And we haven't even touched uh, Jarwin. We haven't even touched right. Tavon Austin. We haven't even touched some of the other guys out there uh, that that have caught passes from him in the past. So, you know, right now, I, I I think from a you know when the defensives come in, I think their number one priority is still your best best player on your team is probably Ezekiel Elliott. So if you're a defensive coordinator, you're coming in, you're saying, 
we're going to shut down Zeke, right? We got a big offensive line that we got to go up against, and we got one of the better running backs in the game. Let's go ahead and make that our focus. And now we've seen over the past couple of games where Dakota just gets out there and lights it up, and I love seeing it. He's amazing. Can we can we say that this is potentially the best? We've seen some great, amazing streaks on with Dak. Is he playing his best ball he's ever played right now? I I think so. I, I mean, I, I mean, so. I, mean, I, I would so have too. to say. And the funny thing is, is all of a sudden you get into this game. Amari Cooper went goes off two weeks ago. I mean, they were just had some unbelievable like plays some catches, some throws, and just dominated the game. And then all of a sudden, you get him, they focus on, the Lions put Slay on him, shut him down pretty much, and Dak just throws the ball over to, all over the yard to Gallup. And then, and I know that Cobb didn't have a huge game from mm. a, uh, a number of catches standpoint. I think he had four, but he is a 100-yard guy, right? 115. 115. Yep. So... Four for 115. Yeah, you got the stats up here. Gallup, nine for 148. Yeah. Pollard, four for 44, which, yep. you know, that's out of the backfield, one thing. Cooper, they did they did throw a fair share to him, but only three catches for 38. Jarwin, two for 38. And then your old safety net there, Jason Witten. Yep. He's not doing anything but catching. He's, up, he's your – you're, you're big center in the middle of the field. You know, he's going to go there, mm-hmm. post up, catch something, sure hands. Um, Got to like the fact that he's back. But when you look at Witten compared to Jarwin as far as athleticism right now, I mean, obviously there's like a 15-year difference in age probably. Right. But, right. boy, Jarwin looks really he good sure athletically, does. doesn't he? Sure does. I, I'm excited. How long, so this is his second year, right? He was He was with us last year. I believe so. Yes. So this is his second year. Yeah. Man, I think the future looks good for Jarwin. I am really excited about him. He runs athletically for a, a tight end. So yeah. he's that that hybrid guy that was, you know, introduced umpteen years ago where, uh, you know, in the likes of Tony Gonzalez, uh, you know, continued to um, – you know, breed those guys and show them, you know, a different style of tight end play. And I think that's the kind of guy he is. I mean, we just saw it last night on a Monday night game, that Hunter Henry, same type thing, man. These guys are big possession type tight ends, six, 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 seven. Um, and they can, they're super, super athletic. So I'm with you. I'm, I'm on a big up, you know, um, with this guy and, and love to see what his future is going to bring. But that brings us back to the whole thing. Passing or running, and I know you like to say that you're uh, you're a passing right now, but and I mean until have teams have not how many games in a row now are we at where they haven't been able to stop the pass? Yeah. They have they have not been able to stop Dak. Dak's been just having his way with defenses, and Zeke has yet to have his way with the defense. I don't and probably hasn't had a game all year this year yet. So if they want to stop the run, if they want to stop Zeke, that's fine. Let him stop Zeke. We got, we got Dak. I, I, I don't know. I every time you watch Dak throw the ball, you, his his smarts on the field are getting better and better all the time. I'm our, and you're just constantly. I don't know about you, but you just after play after play, you're just sitting there going, "Wow." I catch myself myself saying, "Wow," all the time when Dak's throwing the ball. Right, and a couple years ago. 
when we were, you know, probably into Tony Romo, um, beginning of Dak, when, when all this was starting to transition over, I, I think one of our big complaints for the Dallas Cowboys was you get into a, a third and eight, a third and 12, a third and 15 types, you know, down uh, yardage and everything. And now all of a sudden you're looking at, okay, let's just throw the screen. Let's run the draw. We get in those down and distances, and I have confidence that we actually have a play in the playbook, and mm-hmm. we have guys on the offensive side and the skill positions that can make those plays and get those first downs. So I'm with you, man. It's it's a little bit different of a mindset. Uh, I still want to call us a, a run-first team from that standpoint because I don't think we're ever going to abandon it. Like mm-hmm. You know, when I think of a throwing team, I think of the Patriots – where they never really had that guy that they were going to feed the ball to constantly, that it was all about Tom Brady throwing that West Coast-style offense out there, the short passes and, and, and you know, taking their chances down the field and, and the such. So I, I don't really think that as long as you have Zeke back there that you can be considered a, a run uh, – excuse me, a pass-first offense. I think you're always going to be that run-first, mm-hmm. but it sure is nice to be able to have those other pieces in place to be able to go out there and, and make plays down the field. And I like the fact that he is throwing the deep ball as well yep. and softening up that coverage also. So a lot of things good that we're looking at from an offensive standpoint – Easy, easy to talk about the offense right now. <laughs> right, 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 right. Absolutely. I want to talk about yeah. the slow start that we seem to be getting these last couple of weeks. Just go through three points in the first quarter, mm-hmm. right? Then all of a sudden, start heating up. 21, second quarter. Then the third quarter comes, which was primarily for the first half of the season has been the quarter of the Dallas Cowboys, that third quarter. Once again, kind of not a whole lot of anything happening in the fourth quarter. I don't know if we just tired out, but eight points there in the fourth. Um, you know, I, I would, I would, I thought this game when we were on the show last week talking about it. I thought our defense would play a little bit better, um, hold them down to about seventeen points instead of the twenty-seven they got. But it didn't seem mm-hmm. like we could really get off the field when we needed to. And all of a sudden, they were in the game for all intents and purposes. This was a ball game. This was a 60-minute game, and and you had to play all 60 minutes. So from a fan's perspective out there, if you're watching it, you know, great. But from what I wanted to see, you know, I wanted to see a runaway. You know, I want to go 31-13, 31-10, and, you know, you add a couple more on there, you know, give the ball to Zeke a little bit more. But he didn't have any room the entire game to run. No. No, that's it. One answer. <laughs> no, I mean, I, it to me, it's just it's difficult for this defense right now to do what they need to do whenever they're when the opposing team is starting on the fifty yard line every single time. You know how many times you penalty between a penalty or something from the special teams that before you know it they're on the fifty yard line. Special teams aren't very special right now. They're not very special. Yeah, I, and I get that, and it. I guess the frustrating thing that I see is we have players on the defense as well. We have playmakers there, and for whatever reason, we're not able to get off the field. And it might just be that I don't know what our linebackers are doing, not sucking up to the line enough. Uh, you know, I, you know, I'm not an expert enough to know, you know, break down the X's and O's that way. But it just seems like 
man, that second level of our defense is five and six and seven yards deep off the line as opposed to crashing in, filling up holes for the most part. Now, I know we do it. Um, Lawrence had another big game. Quinn had a game. Those guys all, you know, like I said, they're players out there. But, man, I sure would like to see our defense just step up just a little bit more and then allow our offense to do those things because – you know, once once you get into a situation where uh, you get that offense rolling and, and scoring and your defense can get off the field a couple of times and you mm-hmm. get that, you know, 14, 17, 21-point lead where teams have to now mm-hmm. drop back and get yardage, get chunks of yardage, right? then I think you're going to start seeing those uh, defensive ends get after it, the tackles even get upfield and, and, and get some more sacks. But – Right now, it's these these opposing teams are just dumping the ball off underneath. Yeah, and we made uh, Driscoll look like Joe Montana. Yeah, I mean this guy was lighting us up. And like I said, that's probably one of the worst things that we. I'd rather had Matt Stafford back there because you know what you got. You know Driscoll, right. good athlete. Uh, all you know his entire life. All of a sudden, man, he he looked like he was a player against our defense at least. He rushed for fifty-one yards and a touchdown himself. Wow. So. And that can be tough, you know, because you don't, you don't really know what you what you got. Like you said, we know Matthew Stafford is not running the ball himself, whereas Driscoll makes it a little difficult whenever you don't know if he's you're not really sure of of who, what he is yet. Right, and then you know, on then top of that, starts running. Let's bring in, you know, uh, Bo Scarborough, mm-hmm. the running back there that they had just signed that week, who was a Dallas Cowboy. Was it last year or two years ago? It might have been last year. Um, I mean, he was on our practice squad, got cut, you know, late. I mean, this kid was a player for all intents and purposes. He might have a future in the NFL. He actually got a shot to play, and he looked really, really good. Another uh, – he had 55 yards, ran hard. Um, But is that a product of our, what our defense is? Very you well know, could be. If he's yeah. up against, uh, let's say, the Patriots defense or if he's up against uh, Baltimore or Chicago or uh, the Rams or whoever might be, a, you know, the, the yeah. defensive flavor that week, yeah, uh, does he look as good as he looked? Because I thought he – I know his stat line doesn't fill up the page, but, man, he looked good running. Yeah. When, when we're our, – our linebackers have been missing tackles. I mean, and I we've seen, we seen it in Detroit. They've been missing – Tackles, I mean, that's just got to get corrected. A lot of arm tackles out there. A lot there. of arm tackles. And these guys, yeah. these running backs are just as big as linebackers, most of them. They're going to run through them for sure. So. And it's so aggravating because we know the skill of our linebackers. We know that they're skilled. I mean, <laughs> we got three studs. Yeah. Well, I mean, Lee's a little – he's a he's, step and a half behind well, right yeah. now. But yeah. for the most part, he's a headsy, headsy kid, headsy player. Right. right. Knows what to do, knows where to be. Um Still, kind of a quarterback out there running, mm-hmm. you know everything. But yeah, need uh, we need more sure tackling for mm-hmm. sure and stopping these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing I like to see this this game, and I mean, you might be in opposite in opposite views on this, but we were midfield, uh, roundabout midfield, and we punted instead of attempting a fifty something yarder right. mid game. I loved seeing that punt instead of a 50-50 shot of three points. Really? I mean, I I love it. What's three points? When you're a 50-50 chance for three points midfield, you're giving them – if you don't make that, you're giving them great field advantage. 
Yeah, I'm a. I'd rather. Uh, yeah, pin I, I'm, on, pin I'm opposite of that. I'm I, opposite of that. I'd rather give our defense a chance. Pin them on the ten. I mean, I would. I would almost rather see it an attempt uh, on fourth and five. I'd almost rather see attempt to get a first down. If that's and a go for seven, right. then a 50-50 chance for only three points midfield. Right. If that's the case, then go for it. I mean, if you that's, if you're in yeah. a and I think the stats and I know there's studies out there and what coaches have looked at and there's a high school team that never punts and you know all that blah 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 and i think you're going to start seeing that and i don't know what the yeah. stats are for the nfl how many teams went for you know fourth down conversions um you know let's say outside of you know if you, if you take out um you know like the last two minutes the last drive of the game where you need a score mm -hmm. take out those fourth downs take out the fourth and inches, you know, from right. inside the 30-yard line where it should be a, you know, a given three points. I would be interested to see how many NFL coaches have adopted the, man, it's, it, yeah, this is, if we turn this over here, it's bad for us, but we're going to go for it because we think we can make the play. The stats right. are with us. I'd like to see that. It'd be interesting right. to know, but I, I would, I would rather go for things. Fourth and, you know, you're Even, on, uh, let's say, the 38-yard the line, which gives you, what, a 56-yarder, um, yeah. right? Yeah. So you got a 56-yarder. Yeah, and you're, you're fourth and three, fourth and four. Let's go for it. For, for the field goal? For, no, for the three for the, I'll go for a fourth down. I'd rather go for the fourth down every time. I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm fine with, hey, let's let's get away from getting three points. Unless you get into a situation where, you know, hey, you're third and seven, third and eight. You, you know, it's a little bit more compressed field. You know, you get down to about the 20-yard line. Right. All of a sudden we know that the, right. that the field gets a lot smaller. Mm -hmm. um, and you get into a, a down and distance that's a little bit longer. And your conversion rate for field goals is, is substantially higher. Right. Okay. I'm fine with that. I'm fine, fine with, with taking that. it, but this Brett Marsh. I mean, he should be able to kick 55, 56 yarders and yeah. be over 50 percent. Well, 50. I was looking at his stats. He's around about 50 percent. He he's got the leg. He's got the leg to do it. But to me, my viewpoint is 50 yard, 50 plus yards. That that's a games on the line. You got to hit it to win the game type of kick. It's not your first drive. You didn't make it, so now you're going to attempt a 50 yard field goal. Yeah. I, I, okay. You know, okay. I'd, rather, I mean, I'd I, rather pin them deep. I'd here, rather pin the offense deep. Let me let me let me give you the right answer. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. Whichever one works out. <laughs> All right. So if you if you if you go and you punt it to them, and the guy catches it on the on the ten yard line, they come back and score. That was the wrong play. Right. Right. If right. the guy makes the fifty yarder. And you guys win by three. That's the right play. The right, you know, right. if if he misses it. And you lose the game, or they score. That's the wrong call. If you go for it on fourth, and you don't make it, bad call. If you make it, great call. So it all comes down to the execution. Right. I'm not sure if there's, you know, and that's where you get the Monday morning quarterback. Everybody can sit sure. back and and second guess everything. Um, but for the, at the end of the day, I, we need to do something where we get away from the slow start, and I, we gotta get down the field and get touchdowns and not attempted field goals or attempted right. long-distance field goals. But, yeah, for some reason, I'd be interested to find out what Jason Garrett's um, – how comfortable he is with Mar right now and the kicking game. Mm -hmm. So 
And I think that's what you're getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've seen his shift this game a little bit. And I think it was last game. He missed a, what, a 57, 58-yarder, and they yep. come back down the next 57-yarder, and they come right back down the field next time. They got a shot at a 58, and they're like, nah, we're not going to do it. And it was pretty much yeah. a shankopotamus at 57, which oh, is yeah. – I mean, I guess if he hits it and he just misses a little bit, maybe that's a little bit something different. But, yeah, I, I, for me, get rid of the kicking game altogether. Right? Just take it away from the NFL? Take it away. I, I don't even understand what the purpose of kickoffs <laughs> is anymore. You're right about that. What did? Where did we kick off on the like the, on the opponent's thirty-five yard? Yeah, line? the opponent's thirty-five yard line. <laughs> and I didn't even I didn't even know. And we did what a little uh, onside thing or yeah, uh, kicked it too hard. But yeah, I mean that's just kind of really goofy part of football. Yeah. So moving on, uh, defense needs to make better tackles. Yep. We need to get off to a better start. What was uh, you got time possession there? How do we do? Uh, Can you look that up on that little computer box? Not, no, nothing. Not seeing it off the top here. All right. How about sacks? We got anything there? And I apologize, folks. John is usually in here with all the stats up on the board on this great lineup media board in here that we got three, a tv screen three sacks total three sacks for us right yep nice good pressure uh driscoll like i said he, he one of those things where i think we made him look a little bit better because we allowed him some uh lanes to run through but at the end of the day 15 for 26 209 two tds maybe a little bit much on that standpoint but uh i think we could have had a little bit better showing and I think we would have had something a little bit better against Stafford. I don't think he mm -hmm. would have uh, fooled us as much as this Driscoll kid. Moving on, what do we want to do now? We want to talk about a little bit of an uh, upcoming Patriots game. Does that scare you at all? Yeah. Yeah, it scares me. So they just me. lost to, or they just beat the Eagles 17-10. Eagles had a chance of tied up at the end, right? Drive down the field. Yep. I didn't watch the game. I watched, um, I watched a little bit of it. Just the highlights of it. Was the, was hold, sorry before we go any further right. on this. I mean, everybody, how many how many people love the Patriots out there? How difficult was? Who are you rooting for? You want to do you want to see the Patriots win, or do we need we needed the Eagles to lose to help Cowboys? Of course, but man, it's tough. Uh, I was we were, we as Cowboy fans, we need to be rooting for the Patriots, which is really tough to do. <laughs> okay, so I just had this conversation. Interesting you bring that up. Um, yes, I, number one is you're cheering against the Eagles. Right. First and foremost. Um, when the, the Redskins and the, the Giants play, you know, you want them both to lose. How do they both lose? You know, what's that scenario look like? Right. But, yeah, definitely down. My opinion, I'm a Brady fan. Okay, I'm coming around, and I like I, and I've said this, and I've, I've made no qualms about it. As much as I like the underdog to win, as much as I like David to defeat Goliath, I like Goliath winning. Okay, I like seeing a guy going. I like Floyd Mayweather being undefeated. Okay, I would love to see the Patriots have an undefeated season when they lost in the Super Bowl. That shit doesn't bother me. I actually like it. I like when a team has been assembled to be the best and they've gone out there and they've proven they are the best. 
I like it when they win the ultimate championship. But just as but not as, you know, or any different than when the underdog wins, you know? So a team that should be there, they fought their way in, you mm-hmm. can see they're a good team, you know. I, I like when they win too. But Brady's at the point now where it's almost like how many more rings can he win? Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm all about it. Now, if he's if if Tom Brady's playing against anybody else in the Super Bowl, I think I'm cheering for Tom Brady. And I've gotten where why do we why do we dislike him? You know, you, when you look at you watch things on the guy, he works his butt off. There is no question on his work ethic. And he's he's a good he, he's a good guy. Good dude, you know, like, good looking dude. Yeah, and that's went to you know he's got a good looking wife. Yeah. He's got everything going yeah. for him. He is the epitome of success, and everybody always wants to knock that guy down off the yep. pedestal. Yep. And he hasn't. And I get it probably because the whole cheating thing with I'm going to smash my cell phone. Uh, I'm going to throw in. <laughs> I'm going to throw it in. I'm having a Boston Tea Party. <laughs> with my cell phone to to get away from the deflate gate. We've had spy right. gate. Um, you know, so I, I get it that mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of people that are disgruntled over the cheating of the Patriots. All yeah. right. Um, folks, people cheat. All right. This just in. <laughs> there is a team right now. And, and I don't care. Everything's cheating. Okay, everything you're doing is to to get a competitive advantage inside the rules, pushing that limit a little bit, sometimes outside the rules. That's competition. That's what it is. And you're not going to find a clean team out there. The Houston Astros literally just got railed for stealing signs, video, you know, all that stuff. You had you could go by Gaylord Perry scuffing the ball. Um, this person, goes, every, everybody, yeah. everybody who, you know, I, I mean, I could break it down to, hey, if you're going in the weight room, what are you doing? You're trying to get a competitive advantage. Right. If you're practicing, you know, the next thing you're going to go with, well, you know what? Tom Brady throws passes to Julian Edelman during the offseason when nobody else can, you know, they're not supposed to have OTAs. Organized right. team activities. Right. Well, they were doing unorganized team activities. Isn't that against the rules? I don't know. Guys, you're there to win the game. You play to win the game. And I get it. Deflate gate. All right? I get the whole thing. If you don't think that they've done that almost every game, right. that other teams do that, you're sorely mistaken. The ball boy, I was just telling this story, the ball boy for the Seattle uh, Seahawks was the MVP of that game where they snapped Romo the ball and it went through his hands. I've told that story a half a dozen times to you guys listening. That's cheating just as much as anything else. He threw him a brand new, fresh out of the box, slick ass ball. (laughs) <laughs> hadn't been scuffed up, hadn't been rubbed up, and it goes right through Romo's hands. Come on. That's cheating. I get why you don't like him. All right? I don't know the guy from, you know, anybody. Right. But all I know is he's got a lot of Super Bowl rings. He does. He does a lot of winning, 
And from what I see, he works hard and, and, and gets after it. Yep. So, so, so how do we beat these cheaters? <laughs> well, well, we know what I think we know what they're going to do. I think if I'm Bill Belichick, I'm shutting down Zeke as well. All right. You're going to have to pick your poison. Right. You know, the last thing I think you want to do, I think the, the worst formula, if you're a defense, is say, okay, we're going to stop Dak then. Mm-hmm. Okay? We're going to go out there and we're going to, um, you know, play, you know, cover two or whatever. We're going to, we're going to be in a, a max uh, defensive back position in order to stop Dak from getting any passing yards. Because I think that plays right into Dallas Cowboys. Okay, we'll control the ball. We'll get four, five, six yards per rushing attempt. And we'll control the ball Mm -hmm. for 10, 11 minutes on these drives and go all the way down the field. We're going to minimize the way you got to win is you got to minimize the amount of times Tom Brady touches the ball. Right. So Belichick knows that he needs more at-bats for Tom Brady. He needs more attempts. He needs the ball in Tom Brady's hands more. Right. Well, I still think the safest way to do that is to take away Zeke Elliott. Mm-hmm. Don't let them control the clock. Don't let them control the time of possession. Hopefully you get lucky and Dak's offline. You know, maybe you get a drop. Maybe you get a deflection, you know, into somebody, into your defender's hands. I'm still, I, I really think that they're going to try to take away Elliott. And that's their chance of winning. You've got to get the Cowboys off the field, their offense. Yep. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you never want the ball in Brady's hands. So, I mean, we – this is the game we really need to get Zeke going. Really need to get Zeke going if we can. So, that would be the thing is how do you get the offensive line to get back to their form? And I know that we got uh, Collins – uh, I don't have the we, – we won't do that until we get to the Thursday or Friday show with what his injury looks like. Uh, but he left, and we had Fleming come back in. How do you get these guys, the offensive line, to get back to uh, where they were at with providing Zeke with the big, ginormous holes for him to run through? That's You don't have that answer, have or no, you'd be have, a coach in the NFL? You're exactly right. You'd be making a lot more money than sitting here doing a show for free for the CowboysPodcast.com. Yeah, that that would be it. Um, This is the game you want. If you're going to be the best, you need to beat the best. Now, the Eagles just went basically toe-to-toe with them. So what can you do? You know? And you got a not only that, but then you got a quick turnaround time to your next game. You go Sunday, then come back Thursday on Thanksgiving for your next home game there. It, you know, and that gets tough. Do we think this defense, this Patriots defense, is really as good as they as what they were in the beginning? I don't. I think there there's holes. You know, we've yeah. seen a few good teams that they played now, and and. It hasn't been as impressive as what it was in the beginning. Well, we know that the Ravens got him. Yeah. And how did the Ravens get him? The guy named Lamar Jackson. Right. Lamar Jackson has a similar tool set to a Dak Prescott. Yeah. To uh, a Patrick Mahomes. Okay? So you are going to have to be mobile, and you're going to have to, I think, not only run – 
but some misdirection, some some rollouts, some move in the pocket, some some quick hitters. Uh, and Dak's going to have to be on his game because the Patriots' defense, to to answer your question, I think they're very opportunistic. Mm-hmm. Okay, got the McCourty brothers back there, um, right, doing their thing. Um, I mean, you got to get to the point where you're able to not give them those opportunities to get a deflected ball to right. to to hold on to the to to not break that first tackle and then not secure the ball as you're going around the corner and get you know stripped mm-hmm. from behind they are very opportunistic um and that's why they're the number one scoring defense in the league right now so they take advantage of it and and they've been on a roll and uh, i think we've seen the last couple of weeks with the ravens and now the eagles that that they might be vulnerable as a team, even though they're sitting there at nine and one. Can you go in there and get them? I think we can. I mean, I'm nervous about it, but I'm also anxious to see what happens too. Yeah, see, these games don't make me as nervous as like an Eagles game, you right. know, or a Giants game or a Redskins game. I, I'm not sure that. You know, there's no natural rivalry there. You know, I'm not. You know, right. I'm not sure the New England Patriots are getting up and saying, "Oh, we we got the Dallas Cowboys. Let's go." You know, get it up. You know, I, I think a lot of other teams play the Dallas Cowboys, and it's their Super Bowl. It's their most watched game. I'm not sure that's the case for uh, the Patriots. Like they're going to feel a, a big uptick in the excitement level or the adrenaline level on right. the field. But here's what it is. Yeah. You know that's we everybody expects the Cowboys to lose. So if the, if it happens, it's what's expected. Everybody is the general public. Us Cowboy fans. What's line open minus win. six? Is that right? That's what I'm trying to look up right now. Yeah, I think it opened at minus six. I think um, you're right. It it would be interesting to see um, where that goes, where the where the public money goes over the next couple of days, but. Um, I want to chew on it a little bit more before we get into probably the next show on Friday and we give a score, but I'm not as nervous about this one, like I said, as, as a uh, divisional game against the Eagles or, you know, uh, or the Giants this year right. uh, has been. But, you know, I think if we could take care of business here, I think, I think that's a game that we need. Obviously, with, with the way our record is right now in the East, and with all the other teams, I think you're not staring at a wild card. I think you're staring at you have to win the division to get in. Mm-hmm. Am I right there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Okay. So if you got to win the division, that means you got to steal a game you're not supposed to steal, and you need to beat the Eagles. Which we haven't stole a game we were not right. supposed to win yet. Right. Hasn't happened yet. So, matter of fact, I think we've lost two that we were supposed to win, right? Yeah. Or yeah. three, two or three. Um, a little frustrating there, but at this point you control your own destiny, Mm -hmm. right? You're in control. Win it. Great. If you get lucky and the Eagles lose a couple, you could, you might be able to use that help. Who knows? So I just seen a stat that I hear. I'm looking up stuff. Hasn't Tom Brady hasn't had a quarterback rating above 96 since October 6th. He had a 67 against the Eagles, quarterback rating. So maybe we need to watch that little Man. game film and see what they did, right? Man, our, our boy Dak's been crushing Tom Brady lately. 
in what sense? You mean stat wise? Quarterback, yeah, quarterback rating. Oh, ratings. All I right. I don't know where they're at, but I know they're. I mean, he threw a perfect game. It's quarterback rating, for quarterback rating purposes. Right. Just a couple ago. Well, I mean, that's. He's playing well. He's playing. I mean, can you complain? No. And how? You know, and I know everybody expected that they came out of the bye week, and I think everybody wanted Jerry and Dak to come out with the, we got a deal done. Um, and and I know down in Dallas, it's got to be the talk of it. When are you going to sign this guy? When are you going to sign this guy? I mean, you you've known what you've had, um, or you thought you had something good when you drafted him. When he came in and spelled for Romo, you're like, okay, we got something really good. Was there an opportunity last year, maybe in a little bit off year, that that you could have locked him up? And that's what concerns me from the Dallas Cowboys standpoint is did they not take advantage of an opportunity maybe when Dak was down? Did their scouts not think that this is their guy long-term? So you didn't throw a, hey, we want to get something done right yeah. here in the middle of the season, you right. know, right now, right. last year, okay? The, the, the best time to buy a car is when you're still running. <laughs> if you're broken down on the side of the road, you don't have a whole lot of negotiating power. Right. All right? And the longer this goes. It, 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 he throws a couple – he wins – he beats the Patriots here. He goes out and beats the Eagles, gives you another division title. I'm, and and you're going to try yeah. to sign him during the offseason. Let me tell you what you're going to you're going to have to franchise him. And we've seen how that's worked out in the past with Kirk Cousins, you know, mm-hmm. with Washington, franchised, franchised, gone. Yeah. Right. So I'm fine paying him whatever he needs. I mean, I, I there's I don't think we can get a, a a quarterback at his level. I don't. There's no way we can. So pay him pay him what he needs to keep him. He this he's who's he's who we want he's who I want for the next ten years. Okay, I like it. I like it. But I'm always and the salary cap makes everything hard. Right. Obviously, right. I'm under the and I've said this on this on the airways before. I would rather see a a, a salary cap that was draft friendly. Um player retention friendly, free agent handcuffed, okay? Meaning, and and work with me here, that whatever your salary cap is for the league right now, let's go ahead and cut that by 30%, maybe 50%. Who knows? And if you've drafted a guy and you want to pay him, that that money doesn't count against your salary cap, all right? The bottom line is whatever your salary cap is, the difference of the money goes in the owner's pocket. Right. Right? Right. So these guys are going to spend up. They're still knowing they're making a, a, a lot of money. But what if Jerry Jones is like, you know what? I want to pay Dak, you know, $40 million a year. I want to pay Zeke $40 million a year. I drafted these guys. I want them lifetime cowboys. I want to give them as much money. And instead of making, you know, Two hundred million a year that he's making. Now he's only making a hundred because he's overpaying right. these guys that he's drafted. Right. Okay. And you can't go out and pay the Amari Coopers um, all the big time money. To a fan, I would rather have something like that. That I know that if I'm going to go out and buy, invest my hundred and fifty nine dollars and ninety nine cents in an Ezekiel Elliott jersey, that he's going to be here for the next 
10, 12 years. Yeah. And it might be in a DAC. Zeke's probably going to be burned out here in about six more. But <laughs> you know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, and I've had this conversation before. I don't want to see Emmett Smith go to a team just because he wants to keep playing and we right. can't afford to pay him because we're not in a rebuild, right? Mm-hmm. The Cowboys think they want to compete. Okay, I get it. But that's what I, I would rather see something a little bit better from a, a standpoint like that. All you're doing is all you're going to do is take money away from the owners. Then the owners, it's kind of like a hybrid. Like we have a salary cap for free agents, but we don't have a cap for guys that we draft. Yeah. Yeah, I you see, with me? I'm, I'm. Yeah, I think. It, Can so you poke a hole in the theory? <laughs> so because so the, the natural saying... progression is that we have to come. Why should Tom Brady have to give a discount every year in order to stay competitive? Right. He gives a discount on his salary. He renegotiates his contract. Jason Witten renegotiated his contract umpteen times so they can continue to sign players so they could be on a winning team. So I've sacrificed, I've sacrificed, I've sacrificed. And then when it's time to like, well, boy, I sure would like another paycheck before I ride off in the sunset. They go, well, we've already replaced you with somebody. Sorry, you got to go. You got to go to the Denver Broncos to get a one year deal. What? But I don't want to go to play in Denver. I want to play here with the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, we can't afford you. Well, I, I think these I think these players need to be a little more wiser with their decisions, you know, and for Dak for him to take less the endorsements that he's going to be getting. You know, well, Cowboys players make more money. Yeah, obviously. You know, off of off of endorsements. So, it's wise for him to stay with the Cowboys. Wise for Tom Brady to, to remain a Patriot and take less money because he, you know, he's getting so many endorsements. Is he going to get that many endorsements if he goes and plays for the Jets? No. Yeah, it's New York. Who knows? <laughs> they might. He might. He might be on an underwear ad somewhere with that concave chest of his, along standing alongside <laughs> his beautiful wife. Right. <laughs> right. Ugh. Um. But anyway, that's it. That would be my thing. Is how are you going to pay the guy? You got to find a way. So where do you get it from? And that's what I get. I guess these guys, these finance guys with the general managers, I guess that's what they do. They work some numbers and they prorate this and they accelerate that and they hide this money over here. And um, it's just frustrating because we, as fans, with a guy that you drafted, you should not have to worry about him getting paid. We should, this should not even be a, a, a concept. Okay, then yeah. it would come down to Jerry. What do you want to pay him? Not Jerry. What are you allowed to pay him because of your restrictions with your salary cap? Right. What do you want to pay him? What is he worth to you? Jerry Jones might be saying. Jerry Jones might be telling him right now in that meeting. I'd pay you fifty million a year, but I literally but I can't because then I can't put a team together because the NFL says I only got a hundred and. You know, sixty-three million or one hundred seventy-five million to spend this year. Right, right. That would be that would solve some issues. It would. So you're saying the skill the skill set goes into paying really paying attention to who you're drafting. Draft absolutely. And then and keep these boys for the entire remainder of their, right. of their career. Reward the person that gets married at age 22, 23 and stays married for seventy years. Right. Right. Reward that person. That gets it right the first time. Yeah. 
might be a bad <laughs> analogy, but it's an analogy. All right? right. When we know those people usually do get rewarded, right? They usually have more money because they, they didn't have to split things. They didn't have to start <laughs> over, things like that. So, no, that would, that would be my solution. And I've talked about that ad, ad nauseum, I think. Yeah. So, um, I do. I am, I am glad that Dak is who Dak is. I don't, he's not all about himself, he's all about the team. So, I think if anybody's going to, you know, we don't, we don't have an Antonio Brown situation where, or a Le'Veon Bell situation where, where they're just want, they don't care about the team. They want the max amount of money they can possibly get. That is not Dak's MO. Okay, but so regardless. He should get paid. You have a Zeke Elliott that that was his MO. It was, yeah. Okay, now is there going to be animosity in there? Mm-hmm. Because one guy is getting paid, you know, 20-some-odd million, and he rushed for 45 yards, right. and another guy's <laughs> making – you know, let's say he does get his contract. He's making twelve million, right? And he's throwing for four hundred. And then he looks down the field and he sees Aaron Rodgers getting paid twenty four million, who's right. throwing for you know two seventy. You know, then then yeah. all of a sudden, hey, where's my money? Yeah, you know, I want to yeah. get paid, and that oh. comes down, and that's why these athletes talk about the money is the respect. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the respect. It's not about the money. It's about how you value me right? and where you res- where you respect me. And that's what the money is to yeah. them. It, it, if it was $50 compared to $75, it would be that big a deal. You know, I know that normal people out there talking, oh, it's millions. What? How are you going to spend, you know, $17 million a year? It, it, it can be done. Yeah. There's a lot of people to do it. <laughs> you know, a lot of people never see that amount of money, but believe me, it can be done. Um, so I don't know. We just keep going on. We'll, uh, we'll talk more later on this week. I think John will have another show. I don't know if we'll be in to do it, but, uh, anyway, that's, you got anything else you want to add? I don't got anything. All right. Let's go Cowboys. Go boys. Let's see from, uh, Ryan and Steve-O. This is cowboyspodcast.com from lineup media studios. Uh, share it with your friends. If you like the show, we appreciate you. Go, boys. Tune in next week for another edition of the Cowboys Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. Subscribe to the show now at cowboyspodcast.com on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.